0: Hey folks, my name is Robin. I'm here with Captain Annie Cope, who is the lead director of MAC Region C, and she is here to speak with us about what?
1: Unity. (laughs) I'm really bad at accents, but we're we're talking about unity tonight and why it's important and specifically why it's important to our identity.
0: So I recommend you get some guacamole, some salsa, mix them together, get some nachos because we are going to have some tasty treats from Annie Cope this evening. Get those set up, be right back in 30 <laughs> seconds, and we will be rocking and rolling on this celebration train.
1: See ya. <laughs> I got something I gotta tell you, so get ready
2: for another breakthrough. So let me show you what I mean. Yeah. Cause what I got is a new thing. Yeah. Listen up, I'm gonna say it all. <laughs>
0: All right, Annie, since we are here, we are here to celebrate. You're here. You're here to celebrate. What are you celebrating?
1: Celebrating? News? News. I'm bringing the news. Robin really wants to celebrate. I
0: really want to celebrate, but we need to get through news first.
1: So, new, first news is Welcome Week training. So, all of our Simple Church leaders have gotten an email, probably, about enrolling into our Welcome Week training. Mel has an amazing job preparing us, helping us, equipping us to um, get excited about the fall and what's to come. This is our first Welcome Week in, like, two years. So. I know.
0: Double cohort. This thing is going to be off-the-shelf, chain, boat, and truck all at once. The it truck. is going to be amazing. Off oh, the truck. I actually just watched the training myself with my civil church. It was amazing, inspiring. Uh, particularly, I think, Mel's impassioned call to yeah, prayer for sure. uh, and to relationships, man. It was it was awesome. So if you haven't had time, I encourage you to, to do that. Speaking of encouraging... We are going to have, Lord willing, it is looking really positive that we will have an in-person, simple church relic. It is going to be amazing. And uh, we're looking to get all of our regions together. We have never been able to bring our York, Guelph, and Waterloo regions together with our... Uh, other regions from before the pandemic. There's going to be
1: lots of tears. There's going to be tears. There's going
0: to be tears of joy. And so we really are, our emphasis on this day is all about reconnecting, seeing each other. We're going to be keeping it light on the training, light on the teaching, and really emphasizing connecting uh, and reconnecting. It's an all day affair, 9 a.m. through to the rest of the day. There will be no all regions stream that day so that we can focus on the relationships and connecting. So no matter what region you are in, you need to be there with your entire Simple Church family. I promise you it is going to be the most encouraging event of the last two years. I'm, I'm
1: You don't want to the, miss out. I'm it.
0: really, really excited um, with just a, a sense of, like, relief and joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so stay tuned. We're, we're still working out the details. Um, but, but sign
1: up on Engage. Sign
0: up on Engage. We're going to chat about it there. And drop your favorite memory into the event chat on Engage. <laughs> um Mine was the workout you led. Yeah, you lead a mean workout. Well, so. yeah. That's <laughs> uh, true. Um, there's photos around that somewhere. So now <laughs> yeah. we can celebrate. Speaking we of celebration, um, what do you? Well, I want to start with celebrating.
1: Yeah. Can I celebrate first. first? Yeah. Okay.
0: Cool. So good. Um, so I want to celebrate the uh, team at York. They pioneered the barbecue thing that's going Seriously. on. I think that was Adrian and some others. You guys are an inspiration and an encouragement. So uh, great cool. to see you. Not just trying something once, but doing it again, making it better, yeah. and connecting with new people. So way to go, guys. Keep at it. Keep going.
1: So good. Um, speaking of barbecue, we don't have a barbecue on Sunday, but Mac... B brought the potluck to Mac C so we were just gonna hang out in the park in Alexander Park but all of a sudden I see Mac B rolling with their hot dogs in a crock pot their meatballs all of the food that you can imagine um, just to feed us because they had more food than people and they thought that we should get together so that was awesome there was about 40 people so Mac B, if you're listening, Mac C owes you a potluck.
0: Take that to the bank. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, also celebrating some cross regional <coughs> unity. See what I did there, Annie? Mm. Uh, <laughs> we are celebrating Guelph and Waterloo getting together on this past Sunday for gathering. Really cool guys, and uh, love the the traveling Guelph crew. Yeah. They are like seriously. uh amazing, York, going around visiting the buildings. Where are they gonna hit up next?
1: Yeah, seriously.
0: I don't know, but you guys are encouraging. So thank, thank you, Guelph crew, for creating unity and leading that way.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but my social shared... Social shared? What is what, that? What is social shared? My Discord social chat was blowing up last Sunday with all of these um, pictures about the scavenger hunt that Mohawk um, had. John Wolfe, uh, you're awesome for leading that. It was such a creative way to get together, have some fun. And there's... Some pictures on you of you on there. Just
0: like pictures of pictures of me. Uh, Inception. Like pictureception. It's quite the experience.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, speaking of quite the experience, the experience of watching the Welcome Week training was partaken, partook, partaken, uh, by Wenbo and Toyu, uh, Helena, Levi, Maya, Claire, Tara, Amy. Abby, Matt, and even my own Simple Church, we uh, watch that training. I want to encourage all Simple Churches, dive on into it. It's encouraging, it's inspiring, it's empowering, and uh, I think it would be a great use of your energy. And so thanks, guys, for jumping in. Those of you that already have, look forward to hearing from those of you that will be. And let's keep going on that Welcome Week train. That said, we don't want to hug the celebration. We need to share it around. So we are going to kick it over to Evan Kim right now. Hey, church, hope everyone has had a good week. Uh, This week, I'd like to celebrate a barbecue that my simple church at York threw this past Sunday. About 50 people came out. The weather was amazing. And of those 50 people, we've been able to connect with about eight of them that have taken interest in the church. And uh, we're just looking to build those relationships further. So it's just great to see God working in the campus here at York. Awesome. Well, I am here with my friends Carol and Susan. Carol and Susan are both uh, Mac A. They uh, Carol is in Susan Simple Church, and Susan is Simple Church leader. That is sending Carol to be a part of the team that's tilling at the University of Toronto Mississauga. Drop some love for the UTM team in the chat. Would love to see you guys encouraging Carol and Andrew as they go. Uh, Carol, man, I am so excited that you are off to UTM. What exactly uh, are you going to be doing and why are you excited about it?
3: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I will basically be telling get at UTM alongside Shane and Andrew. So we'll be basically starting a new simple church there and hopefully seeing that grow and multiply um, over the coming months. And yeah, um, we're just really excited. There is definitely a need on campus for both uh, people who know uh, Jesus and those who don't to be able to um, get to know Jesus uh, deeper and also be um, kind of rooted at a church there. So definitely excited.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Excited to start. Thank you. I, I'm so excited for you guys. And that tilling process has been something that's been really uh, developed really over the pandemic as a creative way of planting churches as an overflow of disciple making. But probably the hardest part of tilling is that people need to be sent. They're raised up, they're discipled in a simple church context, and then they're sent to to a new context and so susan you're the one that's taking that on your simple church is sending uh uh susan or sorry susan your simple church is sending carol and uh what tell, tell us about that process how are you guys feeling about it
2: um we feel so excited um we're sad to see carol go but we're very excited um that she's a part of this um carol's always been such a great example to our simple church of someone who is wise and um who just totally relies on god in all situations um and i think that's such an asset and something that's so important for someone who is not only being sent but being sent to till at a new region um yeah we've sent before um but only in our own region Mm. uh so this is something that's different and so amazing um so yeah we're very excited to um see carol um be sent to a new region
0: and as always sending as you say is hard in some ways it always seems like we send our best people and so i'm even (laughs) if it's sad to see uh to see carol sent uh from from mac to utm but i know that the lord will bless that and so um thank you to your whole simple church for leading um our church in this and so carol the The process of of tilling and sending Simple Churches is all about discipleship, and that's something that you've obviously taken on and been growing in. What's something that you've learned about discipleship, especially in the context of Simple Church, that you can take with you to UTM?
3: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think that um, one huge thing that I've learned in my Simple Church and I've seen modeled really well with Susan and Vivian both is having Simple Church as family. Um, and I know we've kind of reiterated this a lot at Lyft, but truly having it be more than just a huddle, more than intentional conversations with each other and having intentional presence in each other's lives. I think that being able to model that at UTM is going to be a great thing. Just being able to have that open, um, open home and open circle and um, and just being able to involve each other. Like for example, uh, for a while, um, I still am uh, actually located in Mississauga and when things were online and even as they started transition in person, um, since everyone else is at Hamilton, uh, they were still very intentional in including me. Um, the online chats and stuff like that. So there is a lot of intentionality, but also simplicity in the way that we're able to invite people in. And that's something that I really want to take with me to UTM in um, just having simple life and having an open home, open circle, and being able to invite people in um, so easily and simply.
0: And that is so encouraging and kind of the basics, right? Like the yeah. the, the family dimension, the creating an open, an open life, open home, open relationships that we can add people to, is really the basis of so much of discipleship. Discipleship is just relationships in a lot of ways uh, and family. And so, uh, Susan, what what are you praying for, for for Carol? As you send Carol, what are you praying over her, over her? What are you praying for her? What are you praying that God does through her in this process?
2: I guess my main prayer for Carol um, as she's being sent is, that her faith would just only grow and um, she would remain confident in God. I know like the process of um, telling at a new region and um, not only that, uh, that part of it, but also, you know, starting a whole new phase of her life, PA school, and just everything altogether can feel overwhelming. Um, so that she, just that she wouldn't be overwhelmed by it, that she would continue to trust that um, God is carrying her through it. and Um, yeah, trust God with her future, with her time, with everything. Um, Yeah, that's my main prayer for Carol. And my whole Simple Church, our whole Simple Church is just so excited to um, see all the things that the UTM team is going to be doing. We're so excited to celebrate with you guys, all the firsts, the first student that comes out, the first gathering, the first welcome week event, all of that. Um, We're just so pumped to celebrate all that.
0: Yeah, oh, so good, um, and I, I pray, Carol, that you kind of receive that as an encouraging, sort of like prophetic prayer over you. Um, it's worth highlighting that, yeah, you're going to be doing physicians' physicians' assistant school, which is intense, and you, you know, you really this isn't necessarily easy. This is something that's sacrificial, and uh, you know, I want to honor you and recognize that 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 really intentional step. And so, Carol, what 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 could we what could we be joining you in praying for at UTM? What what are you praying for? Or what can we pray for with you?
3: Thank you for that um, in whatever we do, just making sure that God is at the center of it, um, that he's being glorified and that at the end of the day, um, no matter how big or small our church family is there, that. Um, we're able to tell at least like one person and show them and model God's love to them. Um, And I think that if we're able to show that and introduce the gospel to at least one person on campus, then um, that is something huge to celebrate. So just prayer that God is at the center and that we're able to lean on him, um, but also be able to lean on our huge support system. So the extended Lyft family and um, yeah, just constantly be encouraged to, um, Lean on everyone and um, ask for support and help when we need it. But yeah, overall thankful for all the support and um, all the love that we're receiving.
0: I think that that's so, so key to remember that we're not uh, alone, that when we send, you remain part of the family and as a church family across all of our regions that we continue to support and encourage one another. And uh, I think it's also key that you highlighted that, yeah, like this is actually about God's glory. Um, I was thinking about Daily Devo's Psalm, or not Psalm, Proverbs 21. Uh, it talks about the horse being prepared for prepared for battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. And as you guys uh, prepare at UTM, as we as a church are preparing for Welcome Week, we, uh, we need to remember that the victory belongs to the Lord. The Lord is the one that is sending. The Lord is the one that is gonna bless it. And the Lord is the one that's gonna receive the glory. And so I'm gonna pray that over you and encourage you with that today. So Lord, we thank you so much for, uh carol and susan and just jesus the story of your work as they have moved from disciples to disciple making disciples and lord as carol is sent lord i pray that she would remember that she is part of the family that she is loved by you and she's loved by us lord i pray that you would go with authority and with power in the same way that you sent the 12 and the 72 to go with power and authority lord we pray that uh Carol, Shane, and Andrew, as they are sent, they would go with power and authority on the basis of your work and your your Holy Spirit in them. We love them, Lord, and we love you, Lord. Amen. Awesome! It's great to hang out with you guys. We will see you soon. All right. Well, as we continue on our journey through this webcast, we're going to kick it over to our discipleship resource of the week. We'll be right back. All right, well, for this discipleship resource of the week, we wanted to highlight the discipleship guide. So, these are the extended teaching versions that we do on our resources, specifically on identity and sexuality. Now, this is actually a guide that we developed last summer, but we wanted to highlight it as an important tool for you to use in your simple churches and with those that you are discipling. This may be one of the most complex and important subjects of uh, our day and our culture, and it can be quite confusing how to navigate it. How do we know what resources to use? How do we know what resources we can trust? There's so much information out there, and a lot of it is um, uh, very contradictory and internally inconsistent and hard to figure out what, what, what do we trust. And so we've worked really hard as a church family to distill the best teaching that we can find uh, on this subject and uh, present it to our church and communicate it to our church, but then also equip you with the resources yourself to be able to navigate these conversations. And so, this guide was developed using our fully alive discipleship framework, which we developed as a sort of a, a broader framework for uh, discipling through complex uh, questions and scenarios. And this is one of them. And so. As always, we start with the gospel, we figure out what the gospel has to say to us, what the gospel has to say to our culture, and then we work out how to work it into applying to specific people and situations. So this guide is tremendously useful, it's quite detailed, it covers a lot of information looking at gospel worldview, who am I, who am I with, what does it say to our culture, um, and uh, some of the particular beliefs that are in our culture. But then cover some of the common uh, objections or positions that people will highlight in relation to the question of identity and sexuality. A lot of the common um, ideas that are out there on the Internet that are not necessarily quite accurate in their presentation of the information. And we try to represent them, but then also explain how we can really trust the the story and the, the teachings that we see in Scripture. And so... Uh, as well as some recommended reading that we've collated at the bottom here from a wide array of authors and scenarios. So I know that this is something that I get asked about a ton. I'm often invited to speak into different people's lives and scenarios, but it's important that every person in our church is equipped for this important conversation. And so this is probably should be uh, in fact, not probably. It should be the starting place for us as a church to navigate this conversation, rather than just going to the internet. Let's trust that our church has done the hard work and uh, in collating the best teaching on this subject into one place. And so, hopefully, that finds it helpful. You can find it on engage.liftchurch.ca. That said, we're gonna kick it over to our resident uh, epidemiologist, simple church leader, Mac alumni, York boss, Amy Chang. Here she is with a daily Devo reading.
4: Hey Church, my name is Amy, I'm a Simple Church Leader from the York Region, and today I'm here to share my daily devo reflection on Proverbs 21. An overall theme that stood out to me was God's sovereignty over everything and how He is in control, specifically from verse 31, uh, where it says, the horse is made ready for the day of battle, but victory rests with the Lord. Um, So it's made me think whether or not I understand that God is um, the ultimate decision maker um, and that He alone delivers. Um, I may be well prepared for a situation or thinks that I am in control, but God is the one that is and should be in control, so am I acknowledging um, his authority over my life and instead of idolizing preparedness and um, whether or not I'm in control, uh, putting that trust in God um, and let him uh, be glorified.
1: Welcome back, everyone. I'm excited to be here teaching at the teaching portion of the webcast. I don't know if you heard with Robin's accent, but my name is Annie Coe, and I'm a Simple Church Regional Director at MAC Regency. So we are doing a series um, where we've been hearing from our Simple Church Regional Directors on leadership lessons. Lessons on what we've personally been learning and growing in and having the privilege to getting to share that with our church So tonight like I said before we are talking all about unity and why it's so important So we as a church talk um, a lot about unity Um, So what are some of the first things that come to mind when thinking of the word? Uh, Write it in the discord chat Um I can't actually see what people are writing, but there's probably a lot of answers such as family, togetherness, oneness, community. All are great answers and true. Um, we emphasize a lot about how being united together is to uh, view church as family, where we're all living our day to day lives, uh, not just at Sundays or at huddle, but daily with one another opening our lives up, being vulnerable with each other. But sometimes I think we look at the big picture, the idea of family, and miss uh, a part of it. You see, family is a heart of our church, but in order to actually be a family, we must start at the individual level. It starts with us looking in um, and understanding our identity. Unity is so important because in order to be church's family we, and see unity within our church, we need to understand that unity shapes our identity. But in order to share what I've learned about unity, um, we need to have story time with Annie Co. So once upon a time, before coming to McMaster University, I grew up in a small town called Belleville. Most of the time, I would say I'm from Kingston because that was the closest, biggest town that people might know of. Um, but growing up in a small town, I often felt left out um, or out of place because of my race. Growing up in a Korean immigrant family household, um, growing up in the church, um, I also often felt like I was looking for a place to fit in. I didn't quite know who my, who my people were or my community. I didn't really have a church family and therefore I didn't really understand what it was like to have people um, in your life to journey with you, um, to help you fall more in love with Jesus. And I actually didn't experience that until I came to Lyft. Um, when I came to Lift and started to get involved, um, that was actually my third year. Um, In my first and second year, I was a runner, as Philly puts it. Um, So Lyft is actually the place where I recognized my need for Jesus and where I truly felt like I found where I belonged. I found people um, that I quickly became great friends with, found a community that helped me love and encourage me to live my life for Jesus. But looking back at this time of my life... It was really only by God's grace that I was able to experience a sense of unity. You see, unity has been God's intention ever since the beginning. If we look back to Adam and Eve in the garden, God was with them. God's intention was for him and his creation to live together in unity. God created the heavens and the earth, land, water, every wild animal, bird in the sky. He made humans so that we are able to walk with him, work together with him, be together with him. We get a very tiny glimpse of what um, it actually looked like to live in unity with our creator. God's desire to be with us. And I say very tiny glimpse because if we continue on with the story and continue to read Genesis, we can see that unity is not natural for us. Our tendency, <clears throat> our sinful nature, is the exact thing that separates us from God and to each other. In our lack of trust in God and in our pursuit of to be Lord of our lives, we broke what God intended for us. In my own testimony, I only recently recognize that the only way that I was able to experience a sense of family is because I have been adopted into God's family. Our ability to experience true unity is because God calls us his children. In Ephesians uh, 1, 4-6, it says, For he chose us in him, Before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in love before him. He predestined us to be adopted um, as sons through Jesus Christ for himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. To the praise of his glorious grace that he lavished on us in the beloved one. It was always God's intention for us to be his children to have relationship with him, to be heirs of his inheritance. God's beautiful grace through Jesus that was lavished on us so that we could be called his own. This adoption, our title as sons and daughters, God has given to us. Nothing we do or don't do can change that because the blood of Jesus Christ Jesus unifies us back to God. The longing that I felt to belong for family, uh, sorry, the longing that I felt to belong for family was really because it was my longing to be united back to Christ. When we talk about church's family, true unity, this is where we need to start. When we extend an invitation um, for someone to join our church family, it is first into God's family. Our unity in Christ is the foundation of our unity together as a family. As Christ's blood adopts us into his family, making us sons and daughters, we then become brothers and sisters in Christ. Our identity as children shapes church as family. God's desire, first and foremost, is for us to be in relationship with him, which in turn overflows into relationship with one another. Like I said before, unity is not natural for us. We have the tendency to separate us from ourselves from God, um, as well as each other, obviously through sin. Um, but I believe that we sometimes in our own understanding, our own pride, we can have certain expectations or ideas of what it looks like to be family. And I know for a fact that I did. So after being committed to Lyft for about two years, um, so this was my fourth year, I decided to do a quick uh, program in massage therapy in Toronto. Um, that is another story time with Annie Ko, Um for another day, but um, long story short, it's probably one of the hardest years that I've experienced because my community was back in Hamilton and I was in Toronto. I felt like living in Toronto, I was very isolated, um, but I knew that this time in Toronto was very short because I was only there for a year and then I was back in Hamilton at Lyft with my people. Um, So it was actually during this time in Toronto that I decided to do the apprenticeship, um, also known as the internship now. So I was super pumped to go back and continue to serve, um, serve with um, the people I loved and help to be the church on campus. But when I got back, things changed. Um, most of my community started leaving Lyft. Um, I got back and there was new people serving, and I didn't know who they were. People that I didn't know leading simple churches, leading teams, um, et cetera. And I felt like I was coming back to something completely new, and I felt like I knew no one. I came back super pumped, amped, excited, while those around me that I used to get excited and um, amped with were the complete opposite. This really got me questioning my decision. Why did I come back? Um, If everyone's leaving, should I? What did I do? I just committed my year to doing the apprenticeship. Did I make a mistake? So what I realized um, looking back, is that my idea of family was community. Sometimes I think that community. Sometimes we think can think that community is family, but I think there's a difference. You see, at that time, my community were people who are part of Lyft, who liked being there, serving, etc. But once their interest in Lyft or excitement level decreased or graduation hit, uh, my community left. So speaking from firsthand experience, Lyft is a beautiful place to find people you love, love to be around, and build genuine relationships. But I think the difference between community and family is that family is not just about fellowship or interests or likes, but first and foremost, about sacrifice. Just as Jesus sacrificed his life to call us sons and daughters... We sacrifice ourselves to call each other brothers and sisters. To have unity is to be a servant, and this is exactly what Christ did for us. In Philippians 2, 5, 8, it says, Adopt the same attitude as Jesus Christ, who existed in the form of God, did not consider equality with God as something to be exploited, instead he emptied himself by assuming the form of a servant taking on the likeness of humanity and when he had come as a man he humbled himself by being becoming obedient to the point of death even to death on a cross when when we choose to serve when we choose to love when we choose to stay we are reflecting the gospel. We are choosing family. I intentionally pick the word choose because it's a choice. Just as Jesus chose to die for us, we choose to lay our lives for each other. This happens in the good, the bad, um, everything in between. When we commit, To each other, serving one another, loving when it's hard, we remind each other the love that God has for each and every one of us. But, like everything, serving is hard. But remember, it wasn't in what we did that made us sons and daughters, but it was by God's grace. From that, everything is an outpouring of grace that we have already received. In the day-to-day, as we live as church's family, ask yourself, how can I better serve my simple church family, my region, my church family called Lift?" Ask yourself, is there a need and how can I fill it? I have um, three very practical ways on how. Um, So number one is be present. So in order to be family, we need to be with family. Whatever your region is doing, doing, do it with them. Uh, Try to be in person as much as possible. Be present at in-person gatherings. As we choose to show up, We're reminding not only ourselves, but those in our region that we are in this together. We are family on mission together. Number two, very practical. Go all out on potlucks. I know every region has probably done a potluck at some point this summer. And I know we have definitely run into the issue of being a snack potluck or a dessert potluck. But what if you were to bring your favorite meal? What if you were to take the afternoon to prep? It might not seem like a big thing, but food brings us together. Don't think of what's easy to bring, but think of uh, something that will nourish someone else and bless the other person. Number three, offer up what you have. Whether that is your car, Your time, a skill that you have, let the people know you have it. Ask someone to come grocery shopping with you. Ask people to babysit their child. If it doesn't happen to be that day that you ask, it allows them to know that you are willing and can do it another time when they need it. So, although I'm pretty sure we all know where my story ends, um, I wanted to give a quick shout out to God for. um, And the want. um, Sorry. I want to give a quick shout out to God and want to clarify that the Lord actually called me out of my pride at that time. You see, when I really questioned my decision if I was doing the right thing of staying and doing the apprenticeship, Um, and to be a part of Lyft, even though things are changing. I was hit hard with the reality that sometimes we can find ourselves being saved by community and not Jesus. What I mean by this is that sometimes we can value our fellowship, our community, over what Jesus' mission and glory is. And that was me. I was valuing my community over my pursuit for Jesus, Um, valuing community over serving him, to serve the campus, for people to know him. The reason why, in the beginning, why I wanted to do the apprenticeship is because I wanted to see first years know him and understand the love of Jesus. Because I I didn't know that till my third year. And I know how important the first two years of university is and are. But what if I allowed my circumstance or my emotions to lead my decision to commit or not? So I had to make a choice. Um, My decision to commit to church family continues to help me realize the joy that I have in Jesus Today, and I get to share that with others. You see, it says, For God so loved the world, he gave his son. The world includes you, it includes me, but it also includes those who don't know him. As a church, we have been entrusted with his people, specifically people on university and college campuses. And the beautiful part is that we get to do it together. Together, we get to be ambassadors on college and university campuses. It is through unity that we will see people made fully alive in the hope of Jesus. So that story um, that I just told was actually from 2017 to 2018, so... Four, five years ago, that was crazy. Three, four years ago, sorry, my math. But since then, so much has happened. So what I want us to do is take a moment, um, write in the chat of the amazing things that have happened in the past three to four years. While you're doing that, here are some of the few that I thought of. Uh, One, we sent our people to regions At Mohawk, Guelph, York, Waterloo, UTM to start simple church families there. We outgrew Rubik's 2 and we moved into Rubik's 3. Simple churches turned from a weekly Bible study to a small family on mission together, loving each other, growing, uh, being formed by God's word, serving together. The number of simple churches from then to now has doubled and we have now over 40 simple churches in our church we set a vision to see 200 simple churches on 19 campuses by 2026 and that is not limited to canada but everywhere we launched the living scent missionary academy um, to help equip our graduates Those who are no longer students to continue to love our campus and our students. And lastly, throughout COVID, we made it, Um, but more importantly, we continue to build relationships, serve um, our neighbors, our campuses, and share the gospel. I know right now the chat is probably blowing up with all of these amazing things that have happened in the past few years. Um, And I know that our campuses are becoming fully alive in the hope of Jesus because of your faithfulness to our church and God's faithfulness to build his kingdom. If this is your first year or your 10th year at Lyft, you are important. And you have a beautiful part um, in b- uh, bringing the kingdom to our campus. And that is such a privilege that we get to embark in together. So I'm going to bang the Welcome Week drum once again. Um, Welcome Week is right around the corner. And each and every one of us has important role to play Welcome Week is a huge opportunity where we get to connect with thousands of students on campus. If you haven't done your module uh, with your Symbol Church, go do it, be sure to be equipped, um, be excited um, for what's to come. See, Welcome Week is an opportunity that we have to build a relationship, get that first year connected right away and through that, see God's grace, we get to share his love to them. God rejoices when a lost sheep is found. He wants to fill the banquet table with all of his sons and daughters. And we have the opportunity to share what God had intended for all of us and have people invited into his family. I want to emphasize if you're feeling weary or tired, I want you to remember that you aren't alone. Rely on the Holy Spirit. Ask for hearts to be softened, whoever you're in relationship with, whoever you're trying to uh, share the gospel with. Ask for boldness, for strength. See, we need the the power of the Holy Spirit to work. We can't do anything without him. The other thing is rely on each other we have this beautiful church family that we get to call brothers and sisters and we get to rely on them for things that we need specifically to welcome week if you have welcome week issues there's um, a whole team wanting to um, they're ready and to answer any questions that you might have SME, we have multipliers hosting SME hours every week to answer any questions, to give you ideas, to help you continue to build relationships with those who don't know Jesus. We also finally have missionaries. Um, They're going through training to help equip them to connect with students. Don't be afraid to ask. Utilize their knowledge, what they've learned. Be creative. You are not alone so as i continued to learn what it means to be family and living in unity i'm continuously reminded that it is hard work it's not easy it can get messy it's challenging it's a daily choice that you have to choose but Annie Co. here i stand i continue to choose you as family choose Um, unity, choose to commit, and I promise that the reward as family is far greater than the hardships we may face. So I want to end by saying thank you. Thank you for being my family. Thank you for choosing to serve alongside me. Thank you for each and every person a part of our family Uh, It is a privilege and honor that I get to serve with you and thank you for reminding me of God's grace each and every day. I love you guys. Um, That is it from me um, and we'll be back. (laughs)
0: Hey. Annie, <laughs> I choose you. Just. Pokemon.
1: <laughs> I didn't realize that th- that's what it
0: sounded like. But no, but like yes. I, I, it didn't sound like that at all. Because mm-hmm. when it, it it came out, like that's just. I mean, that's the heart, isn't it? Right, like Christ chose us, mm-hmm. like, and we choose to love each other, and that's a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's interesting because every day I have to choose to love my kids. Right. And they're my, like, biological kids, and yet I have to choose to love them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And yet, the more I do that, the more I love them. The mm-hmm. more you, we choose to love one another.
1: It takes practice. It
0: takes practice, and we're not good at it. No. <laughs> the, like, pervasive like, <laughs> the pervasive individualism in our culture yeah. butts against that, doesn't it? For
1: sure.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah your thoughts on on community like being saved by community versus being saved by Jesus I remember
1: that's what you said to me so <laughs> at the time yeah
0: oh wow well, yeah I remember having like a profound awareness that I was like our church I was like I'm not sure that people are being saved by an encounter with Jesus mm-hmm. um, and instead I think I've been distracted with yeah. I think really really awesome friendships but, yeah for sure but they don't you know that doesn't they don't stand the test
1: mm-hmm. so yeah. and that's
0: why we've put so, so much emphasis on discipleship right right like this process of of learning to to keep jesus central and everything which i think intuitively as christians we know like oh jesus should be central but learning to be like actually like in our salvation in our thinking in mm-hmm. our Approaching church and our relationships, and who we're building friendships with, yeah. and how we're building friendships.
1: Yeah, it's
0: a discipleship first. So. For sure.
1: And it's not limited to just community that distracts us; like it's everything in our culture.
0: Yeah. So do you, you have another example?
1: Well, work, work. career um, is huge.
0: Yeah, I think something in the church world that that can can hit home is we get saved by I think powerful powerful moments, mm. saved by a sermon. Or saved by a worship moment yeah and the problem is that those are all fleeting right sure. yeah uh, the number of people that have come up to me and said robin you changed my life with that sermon that are not following jesus today right. because what they had encounter with was a moment <coughs> not a knowledge of a in a relationship with jesus yeah um so um some questions coming in here but Uh, Do you have any advice for discipling someone who is having trouble making the distinction between family and community? Mm.
1: That's a good question. Um, I think that starting asking them to serve Mm-hmm. Is a good place to start because I think that sometimes community, if we think about it in the way of fellowship, we it's based on our interests or our likes and what's good for us. But mm-hmm. family, if we think about it as sacrifice and choosing to serve, I think um, yeah, that is a good place that we can start and asking them to do that. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. it's like moving the 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 focus of of attention from like inwards to outwards yeah uh, and yeah yeah i think you're right like the that call to service is like so foundational yeah. to shifting people from community to um family to family yeah man identity of a sermon like what jesse was talking about a few, yeah. bu- few weeks ago right like for sure Bang on. Um, That's really good. And I think really practical, right? Yeah. Like, just serve.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
0: And get them serving. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. Um, So, Dan's asking, how how, how should we respond when we choose to love someone, but they don't choose to love us back?
1: Well, I just can't help but think about Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) He... He responds with grace, and, yeah, I think that, again, like, we can't change their hearts. Like, it's really the Holy Spirit, right? So, Mm -hmm. um, I think just leading with grace, and grace ultimately comes from Jesus. So, Mm -hmm. for, I think if we keep just pouring on that grace, that they will, hopefully one day we'll see it, and Mm -hmm see
0: that that is love yeah i think something you said there is is quite uh, quite subtle but quite brilliant which is that everything comes from jesus Mm -hmm. and so like the foundation of our capacity to love people is not ourselves but is our abiding and being found and being treasured by jesus
1: yeah
0: um and so often we strive to love apart from first abiding in christ ourselves right? right um so something I've been thinking a lot about is this like, process of, of when we're trying to love and we're trying to pour, pour out and we're trying to disciple and we're trying to lead,
2: mm.
0: so often it's not reciprocated. Yeah. It doesn't go well. <laughs> Things fail. We try to lead our simple church. It stagnates. Yeah. Uh, you know, our, our friendly camera operator is not <laughs> along with us here.
2: Um,
0: and, uh, and something I've been thinking about is that when I look at the heroes of our faith, um, what marks them is an abiding mm-hmm. uh, of being found in Jesus but then this like faithfulness to not get frustrated but to instead pour on the faith
1: yeah.
0: and trust that Jesus will change hearts right. and then um, the third thing that kind of I've been thinking about it that is that often our when we're trying to love and it doesn't work it beca- we become cynical
1: yeah <laughs> Bitter. Uh, uh,
0: well, that's the fourth step. It's like like our striving becomes frustration, which right. becomes cynicism, which becomes just straight-up bitterness, <laughs> which Hebrew says will defile many. Yes. So it's like this vicious. But if we can abide and then have faith, and then instead of having cynicism from our failures, but instead gain, like, godly wisdom, mm-hmm. and then couple that to forgiveness, a.k.a. grace, right. yeah. then all of a sudden it becomes sustainable. Right. Something I've been thinking a lot about, which is basically a really complicated way of saying what you just said. So, um, yeah, that was yeah. good. <laughs> um, Ina asks, "How can we be intentional to lead our simple churches' regions to not be saved by community and lead them to be saved on Jesus alone?" Similar kind of question, but uh, thinking about it from like a regional leadership standpoint. Um, how can we how can we lead not the individuals but actually groups of people to not be saved by community?
1: Yeah. I think, yeah, this points back to the importance of just loving Jesus and just daily it's, um, yeah, choosing to love Jesus and understand that that is first, like, where we need to start in order for us to, um, yeah, lead. (laughs) essentially
0: I don't Mm. know if that made sense it's so funny everything comes back to like our our love of Jesus yeah like again it's like abiding right um we want to substitute all kinds of things in there right Mm -hmm. like okay what you should do is these tactics but just lead our people to love Jesus and he will do the rest right like do we actually believe that do we have faith that he Mm. is that he is sufficient yeah you know and sometimes I wonder if our church thinks that, like, good strategy is sufficient. Right. Um, it's not. Like, our strategy is insufficient. Yeah. So it's like I was quoting in Proverbs earlier, like, we ready the, we ready the horse for battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We ready our regions for mission and mm-hmm. for our family, but family belongs to the Lord, like, like he makes it... Anyway. Yeah. So. That's good. Um, <laughs> so, so Levi asks, how do you choose to love people who... <laughs>
3: a gnarly question, man. You have
0: distaste for You You shouldn't have distaste for people. They're precious image bearers. (laughs) Uh, But maybe you do. I guess we all have people that we distaste (laughs) for. We should repent for that. But anyway, if we did, (laughs) how do we choose to love them, Annie?
1: How do we choose to love them?
0: Especially when they're frustrating. I mean, we've kind of already touched on this a bit, but...
1: Yeah. I think... I think maybe this, you need to ask the Holy Spirit to change your heart. (laughs) Because, yeah, I think if we don't see them as image-bearer, like like you said, then I think that's kind of the disconnect, first of all. Mm -hmm. So then the second step, I guess, is to... Or the first step is to ask the Holy Spirit to change your heart so that um, you can love them and see the way that He sees them. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is, like, we don't necessarily need to friends with everyone like that's impossible like that obviously isn't sustainable but i think just continuing to see them as image bearers is
0: yeah what we need to do Mm -hmm. i think sometimes maybe to add on to that is that sometimes our our distaste or our frustration with people Mm -hmm. like let's take a good long hard look in the mirror you know um (laughs) Like, if we're really honest, it's probably just some version of our pride or arrogance or superiority complex mm-hmm. um, or, or whatever, yeah. right, or prejudice or bias that is causing us to be frustrated with people. Right. Um, imagine if Christ was like, you know, <laughs> I, I love all people. I just don't like all people. So right. I'm going to die on the cross for all you. you But, man, I like the cut of your jib so you're not going to make it. Like, come on. Um and so anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh I and you know, I used to think that oh, it's okay not to like people. Mm. And I was like, No. Right. <laughs> Imagine if Christ was like that.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't really like you. Yeah. He, he made them. Anyway, right. I'm gonna to rant, I'm rant, i rant. Calm down. Whew. Touching a nerve here. You can eat it. <laughs> so um I think Ina's got a question coming in. And you got a buzzer beater here. We'll see if we can wrap this at an hour and not have the most epically long, you've given us a lot to think Silence? about tonight. <laughs> no. So,
1: yeah. I think um, a big part of why I'm here today is because of you, actually, and you and Laura. So, yeah, really putting me in my place and loving me, even though I was making wrong decisions, <laughs> <laughs> lots of tears and crying. Yeah. But I think that is the heart of family where we continue to lead each other back to Jesus and see that his grace is the way and yeah so thank you for your a part more more of the part of why I'm here so
0: thanks Annie we love you
1: yeah
0: um I remember those days like <laughs> You know when, when you came back after you'd been gone for a year, they yeah. were hard.
1: Oh yeah. And I remember
0: I remember being like, I'm pretty sure Annie thinks she's made a big mistake being <laughs> yeah. here. Uh, yep. And we just loved you. And yeah. You were patient, and mm-hmm. I think you were patient. Mm. Um, you were under a lot of peer pressure, mm. and you didn't cave, and I think that's credit to you. Mm. Um, and here we are, and I mean, the fruit of your life, I think, is testament. The best part about being a Jesus follower is at the end of the day, yeah, it's, we can see fruitfulness. Where fruitfulness follows faithfulness every time.
1: Right. You know? So,
0: yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So, you know, may that be encouraging to you guys um, that when you're investing in people, you know, fruitfulness does follow faithfulness. And when we choose to love one another, we choose family. It, it does... It is a long game. We're playing the long game as a church. We are not. Mm. We are not in a sprint. Yes. We're not even in a marathon. We're we're in like the ultra marathon world, yeah. you know? Like, um we've got we've got a we've got a vision that is gonna exceed my lifespan, it's gonna exceed your lifespan. We will not be completed our vision by the time we die.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think that the only way that we can dream so big mm. is because we're building it on a foundation of a family purchased by the blood of Christ. Yeah. And that means that we can be confident making 100-year plans, 50-year plans, 20-year plans. Yeah. Uh, we're not just chasing the latest fad. It's like mm. discipleship works. Jesus gave it to us. And church's family works because yeah. it's Jesus' idea. Yeah. And we can build on that. So. All right. So, so
1: that's it. I'll <laughs> see you
0: guys. And when we're in the geriatric ward, we'll hang out together. <laughs> yeah. And I uh, love you all very much. And we will see you soon.
1: Next Apparently page.
0: this is the gang sign for heart, love.
3: Hi! So. Lost.